0: CHAPTER THIRTY-SEVEN OF THE NIEBELUNGENLIT This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. THE NIEBELUNGENLIT Translated by Daniel B. Shumway ADVENTURE THIRTY-SEVEN HOW MARGRAVE RUDIGER WAS slain. The strangers had done full well at dawn. Meanwhile Gotelind's husband came to court. Bitterly faithful Rudiger wept when he saw the grievous wounds on either side. Woe is me, quoth the champion, that I was ever born, sith none may stay this mickle grief. However fain I would make for peace, the king will not consent, for he seeth ever more and more the sufferings of his men then the good knight rudiger sent to dietrich if perchance they might turn the fate of the high-born kings the king of bern sent answer who might now forfend king etzel will let none part the strife then a hunnish warrior that saw rudiger stand with weeping eyes and many tears had he shed spake to the queen now behold how he doth stand that hath the greatest power at etzel's court and whom both lands and people serve why have so many castles been given to rudiger of which he doth hold such store from the king in fief not one sturdy stroke hath he dealt in all this strife methinks he recketh not how it fare here at court sith he hath his will in full men say of him he be bolder than any other wight little hath that been seen in these parlous days sad in heart the faithful vassal gazed at him whom he heard thus speak him thought thou shalt pay for this thou sayest i be craven and hast told thy tale too loud at court his fist he clenched then ran he at him and smote the hunnish man so mightily that he lay dead at his feet full soon. Through this King Etzel's woe grew greater. Away thou arrant coward, cried Rüdiger. Forsooth I have an hour of grief and pain. How dost thou taunt me that I fight not here? Certes, I have good cause to hate the strangers, and would have done all in my power against them had I not led the warriors hither. Of a truth I was their safeguard to my master's land, therefore the hand of me, wretched man, may not strive against them. Then spake Etzel, the noble king, to the margrave. How have ye helped us, most noble Rudiger? We have so many fay in the land that we have no need of more. Full evil have ye done. At this the noble knight made answer, Forsooth he grieved my mood, and twitted me with the honours and the goods, such store of which I have received from thy hand. This hath cost the liar dear. The queen, too, was come, and had seen what fortune to the Huns through the hero's wrath. Passing sore, she bewailed it. Her eyes grew moist as she spake to Rudiger how have we deserved that ye should increase the sorrows of the king and me hitherto ye have told us that for our sake ye would risk both life and honour i heard full many warriors accord to you the palm let me mind you of your fealty and that ye swore when ye counselled me to etzel good knight and true that ye would serve me till one of us should die never have i poor woman had such great need of this there's no denying that i swore to you my lady for your sake i'd risk both life and honour but i did not swear that i would lose my soul twas i that bade the high-born lordings to this feast quoth she bethink thee rudiger of thy great fealty of thy constancy and of thine oaths that thou wouldst ever avenge mine injuries and all my woes said the margrave seldom have i denied you aught mighty etzel too began implore upon their knees they sank before the night men saw the noble margrave stand full sad pitifully the faithful warrior spake woe is me most wretched man that i have lived to see this day I must give over all my honors, my fealty, and my courtesy that God did bid me use. Alas, great God of heaven, that death will not turn this from me. I shall act basely and full evil whatever I do or leave undone. But if I give over both, then will all people blame me. Now must he advise me who hath given me life. Still the king and the queen too begged unceasingly through this warriors must needs thereafter lose their lives at rudiger's hands when the hero also died ye may well hear it now that he deported him full pitifully he wist that it would bring him scathe and monstrous woe gladly would he have refused the king and queen he feared full sore that if he slew but one of the strangers the world would bear him hate Then the brave man addressed him to the king. Sir king, take back again all that I have from you, my land with its castles, let not a whit remain to me. On foot will I wander into other lands. At this king Etzel spake. Who else should help me then? I'll give thee the land and all its castles as thine own, that thou mayst avenge me on my foes. Thou shalt be a mighty king at Etzel's side then answered rudiger how shall i do this deed i bade them to my house and home in friendly wise i offered them both food and drink and gave them gifts how may i counsel their death people will lightly wean that i be craven no service of mine have i refused these noble lordings and their men now i rue the kinship i have gained with them i gave my daughter to giselher the knight To none in all the world could she have been better given For courtesy and honour, for fealty and wealth. Never have I seen so young a prince of such right courteous mind. Then Kriemhild spake again, Most noble Rudiger, take pity on our griefs, On mine and on the king's. Bethink thee well that king did never gain such baneful guests. To the noble dame the margrave spake, Rüdiger's life must pay to-day for whatsoever favours ye and my lord have shown me. Therefore must I die. No longer may it be deferred. I know full well that my castles and my lands will be voided for you to-day through the hand of one of these men. To your mercy I commend my wife and children and the strangers who be at Bechilaren. Now God requite thee, Rüdiger, spake the king, and both he and the queen grew glad. Thy people shall be well commended to our care, For mine own weal, I trust, thou too shall go unscathed. Etzel's bride began to weep. Then, body and soul, he staked upon the venture. He spake. I must perform what I have vowed. Alas for my friends, whom I am loath to fight. Men saw him go sadly from the presence of the king. Close at hand he found his warriors standing. He spake ye must arm you all my men for alas i must needs encounter the bold burgundians they bade the squires run nimbly to where lay their arms whether it were helm or buckler twas all brought forth to them by their minee later the proud strangers heard told baleful tales rudiger was now armed and with him five hundred men there, too he gained twelve champions who would fain win renown in the stress of battle. They wist not that death drew nigh them. Then Rudiger was seen to march with helmet donned. The Margrave's men bear keen-edged swords, and their bright shields and broad upon their arms. This the fiddler saw. Greatly he rued the sight. When young Giselher beheld his lady's father walk with his helm upon his head, how might he know what he meant thereby, save that it portended good? Therefore the noble prince waxed passing merry of mood. "'Now well is me of such kinsmen, spake knight Giselher, whom we have won upon this journey. From my wife we shall reap much profit here. Leaf it is to me that this betrothal hath taken place.' I know not when she take your comfort, spake then the minstrel, when have ye seen so many heroes walk with helmets donned, and swords in hand for the sake of peace? Rudiger doth think to win his castles and his lands in fight with us or ever the fiddler had ended his speech men saw the noble rudiger before the house at his feet he placed his trusty shield and now both service and greeting he must needs refuse his friends into the hall the noble margrave called ye doughty nibelungs now guard you well on every side ye were to profit by me now i shall bring you scathe aforetime we were friends but of this troth i now would fain be rid the hard pressed men were startled at this tale for none gained aught of joy that he whom they did love would now fain fight them from their foes they had already suffered mickle stress of war now god of heaven forbid spake gunther the knight that ye should give over your love of us and your great fealty on which we counted of a truth Better things I trow of you than that ye should ever do this deed. Alas, I cannot give it over, but must fight you, for I have vowed it. Now ward you brave heroes, and ye love your life. King Etzel's wife would not release me from mine oath. Ye declare this feud too late, spake the high-born king now may god requite you most noble rudiger for all the love and fealty that ye have shown us if ye would only act more kindly at the end i and my kinsmen we ought ever to serve you for the noble gifts ye gave us when ye brought us hither faithfully to etzel's land now noble rudiger think on this how gladly would i grant you spake knight rudiger THAT I MIGHT WEIGH OUT MY GIFTS FOR YOU WITH FULL MEASURE, AS WILLINGLY AS I HAD HOPED, IF I NEVER SHOULD BE BLAMED ON THAT ACCOUNT. TURN BACK, NOBLE RUDIGER, SPAKE THEN GERNOT, FOR HOST DID NEVER GIVE HIS GUESTS SUCH LOVING CHEER AS YE DID US. THIS SHALL PROFIT YOU WELL, AND WE REMAIN ALIVE. WOULD TO GOD, SPAKE RUDIGER, MOST NOBLE GERNOT, "'that ye were on the Rhine, and I were dead with passing honour, "'sith I must now encounter you. "'Never did friends act worse to heroes.' "'Now God requite you, Sir Rudiger,' answered Gelnot, "'for your passing rich gifts. "'Your death doth rue me, "'if such knightly virtue shall be lost with you. "'Here I bear your sword that ye gave me. "'Good knight and true. "'It hath never failed me in all this need.' many a knight fell dead beneath its edges it is bright and steady glorious and good nevermore i ween will warrior give so rich a gift and will ye not turn back but come to meet us and slay aught of the friends i still have here with your own sword will i take your life then will ye rue me rudiger ye and your high-born wife would to god sir gernot that this might come to pass that all your will might here be done and that your kinsmen escaped unscathed then both my daughter and my wife may trust you well forsooth then of the burgundians there spake fair uta's son why do ye so sir rudiger those that become with us do all like you well ye encounter us in evil wise ye wish to make your fair daughter a widow far too soon if ye and your warriors match me now with strife how right unkindly do ye let it appear that i trust you well above all other men and therefore won me your daughter to wife think on your fealty most noble and high-born king and god let you escape so spake rudiger let the maiden suffer not for me for your own virtues' sake, vouchsafe her mercy. That I should do by right, spake the youthful Giselher. But if my noble kinsman here within must die through you, then my steadfast friendship for you and for your daughter must be parted. Now may God have mercy on us," answered the valiant man. Then they raised their shields as though they would hence to fight the guests in Kriemhild's hall but hagen cried full loud adown the steps pray tarry awhile most noble rudiger so spake hagen i and my lords would fain have further parley as doth befit our need what can the death of us wanderers avail king i stand here in a fearful plight the shield that lady gautilint gave me to bear hath been cut to pieces by the huns i brought it with friendly purpose into etzel's land oh that god in heaven would grant that i might bear so good a shield as that thou hast in thy hand most noble rudiger then i should no longer need a hauberk in the fray gladly would i serve thee with my shield durst i offer it before cream yet take it hagen and bear it on thine arm ho if thou couldst only wield it in the burgundian land <laughs> when he so willingly offered to give the shield enow of the eyes grew red with scalding tears twas the last gift that ever rudiger of Bechilaren gave to any knight however fierce hagen and however stern of mood the gift did touch him which the good hero so near to death had given Many a noble knight gan mourn with him. Now God in heaven requite you, most noble Rüdiger, your like will nevermore be found who giveth homeless warriors such lordly gifts. God grant that your courtesy may ever live. Again Hagen spake. Woe is me of these tales. We had so many other griefs to bear. Let complaint be made to heaven if we must fight with friends quoth the margrave inly doth this grieve me now god requite you for the gift most noble rudiger how so these high-born warriors deport them toward you my hand shall never touch you in the fight and ye slew them all from the burgundian land courteously the good sir rudiger bowed him low on every side they wept that none might soothe this pain of heart that was a mighty grief IN RUDIGER WOULD DIE THE FATHER OF ALL KNIGHTLY VIRTUES. THEN FOLKER THE MINSTREL SPAKE FROM OUT THE HALL, SITH MY COMRADE HAGEN HATH MADE HIS PEACE WITH YOU, YE SHALL HAVE IT JUST AS STEADFASTLY FROM MY HAND, FOR WELL YE EARNED IT WHEN WE CAME INTO THIS LAND. MOST NOBLE MARGRAVE, YE SHALL BE MINE ENVOY TOO. THE MARGRAVINE GAVE ME THESE RUDDY ARM-RINGS THAT I SHOULD WEAR THEM HERE AT THE feasting these ye may yourself behold that ye may later be my witness now god of heaven grant spake Rudiger, that the margravine may give you more i'll gladly tell these tales to my dear love if i see her in health again of this ye shall not doubt when he had vowed him this rudiger raised high his shield no longer he bided but with raging mood like a berserker he rushed upon the guests many a furious blow the noble margrave struck the twain folker and hagen stepped further back as they had vowed to him afore still he found standing by the tower such valiant men that rudiger began to fight with anxious doubts with murderous intent gunther and gernot let him in good heroes they giselher stood further back which irked him sore in truth he voided rudiger for still he had hope of life then the margrave's men rushed at their foes in knightly wise one saw them follow their lord in their hands they bare their keen-edged swords the which cleft there many a helm and lordly shield The tired warriors dealt the men of Bechilar, and many a mighty blow, that cut smooth and deep through the shining mail, down to the very quick. Rudiger's noble fellowship was now come quite within. Into the fight Fulker and Hagen sprang anon. They gave no quarter save to one man alone. Through the hands of the twain the blood streamed down from the helmets. How grimly rang the many swords within! The shield-plates sprang from their fastenings, and the precious stones cut from the shields fell down into the gore. So grimly they fought, that men will never do the like again. The lord of Bechilaran raged to and fro, as one who wotteth how to use great prowess in the fray. Passing like to a worshipful champion and a bowl did Rüdiger bear him on that day. Here stood the warriors Gunther and Gernot and smote many a hero dead in their fray. Giselher and Dunkwart the twain wrecked so little that they brought full many a knight to his last day of life. Full well did Rüdiger make appear that he was strong enough, brave and well-armed. Ho, what knights he slew! This a Burgundian espied, perforce it angered him, and thus Sir Rüdiger's death drew near. The stalwart Gernot accosted the hero. To the margrave he spake. It appeareth ye will not leave my men alive, most noble Rudiger. That irketh me beyond all measure. No longer can I bear the sight. So may your present work you harm, Sith ye have taken from me such store of friends. Pray address you unto me, most noble man and brave. Your gift shall be paid for as best I can or ever the margrave could reach his foe bright armour rings must needs grow dull with blood then at each other sprang these honour-seeking men either gan guard him against mighty wounds so sharp were their swords that nought might avail against them then rudiger the knight smote Gernot a buffet through his helmet the which was as hard as flint so that the blood gushed forth but this the bold knight and good repaid eft soon high in his hand he now poised rudiger's gift and though wounded unto death he smote him a stroke through his good and trusty shield down to his helmet band and so fair gotelind's husband was done to death certes so rich a gift was never worse repaid so fell alike both garnet and rudiger slain in the fray through each other's hand then first waxed hagen Roth, when he saw the monstrous scathe quoth the hero of Tronick, evil hath it fared with us in these two men we have taken a loss so great that neither their land nor people will e'er recover from the blow rudiger's champions must answer to us homeless men alas for my brother who hath here been done to death what evil tales i hear all time noble rudiger too must ever rue me the loss and the grievous wounds are felt on either side when lord giselher saw his betrothed's father dead those within the hall were forced to suffer need fiercely death sought his fellowship not one of those of bechilaran escaped with life gunther and giselher and hagen too dankwart and folker the right good knights went to where they found the two men lying then by these heroes tears of grief were shed Death does sorely rob us, spake Giselher the youth. Now give over your weeping, and go we bite the breeze, that the mailed armor of us storm-weary men may cool. Certes, I ween that God in heaven vouchsafeth us no more to live. This champion was seen to sit, and that to lean against the wall, but all again were idle. Rudiger's heroes lay still in death the din had died away the hush endured so long it vexed king etzel alack for such services spake the queen they be not so true that our foes must pay with their life at rudiger's hands i trow he doth wish to lead them back to the burgundian land what booteth it king etzel that we have given him whatso he would the knight hath done amiss he who should avenge us doth make his peace to this folker the full dapper knight made answer this is not true alas most noble queen durst i give the lie to such a high-born dame then had ye most foully lied against rudiger he and his champions be cozened in this peace so eagerly he did what the king commanded that he and all his fellowship lie here in death now look around you Kriemhild, to see whom ye may now command the good knight rudiger hath served you to his end and ye will not believe the tale we'll let you see to their great grief twas done they bare the slain hero to where the king might see him never had their hap to etzel's men a grief so great when they saw the margrave borne forth dead no scribe might write or tell the frantic grief of men and women which there gan show itself from dole of heart king etzel's sorrow waxed so great that the mighty king did voice his woe of heart as with a lion's roar likewise did his queen beyond all measure they bewailed the good knight rudiger's death End of How Margrave Rudiger Was Slain